Andres Segovia Show. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Andres Segovia Show. I'm your host, Andres Segovia. On today's episode, I got a series of news items that you need to be aware of, especially if you're in the Los Angeles area. Some other stuff is statewide also, so tune in to that. So if you're out of California, it's okay. You got to know what's going on in the movement to fix California and save California. But before I get started here, I basically made coffee my co-host in just about everything that I do. So sip to coffee. Today's coffee is the is uh, the French roast blend. From Ranger Candy Coffee Company. If you're not familiar with Ranger Candy Coffee Company, they are a veteran-owned, handcrafted, premium coffee roaster located in Shoehorn Bend, Arkansas. They offer a variety of single-origin and flavored coffee. Their coffee is roasted and packaged by husband and wife duo Larry and Sierra Littlefoot in America to order to ensure customers receive the freshest coffee available. Ranger, Cal- Ranger Candy Coffee Company also partnered with Disabled American Veterans, a 501c4 nonprofit that supports combat veterans in their post war readjustment process. They donated a portion of their profits to them as a way to give back. So when you shop at Ranger Candy Coffee Company, know that you are supporting not only a veteran owned small business, you are also supporting an outstanding veterans nonprofit. So check out Ranger Candy Coffee Company's selection of special blends, K-Cups, single origin and flavor coffee at rangercandycoffeecompany.com. When you use promo code Andresagovia, you get free shipping on your order. So go to rangercandycoffeecompany.com, choose your blend size and brew, and taste America in every sip. Let's get to it, shall we? We have uh, a series of updates that I frankly cannot keep all up to date and uh, going with. So... To give you uh, a sample of what's happening, particularly for those of us in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles County, uh, Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors uh, recently voted to extend COVID-19 tenant protections. And I put that up on the blog side of SegoviaRES.com. So SegoviaRES.com is the website that markets my real estate side of the business because uh, I am a licensed broker in the state of California. I'm with Marco Real Estate. License number 01909449. Uh, so if you're interested in checking out anything relating uh, real estate and real estate resources, you can go to SegoviaRES.com. For those of you that are used to my website, www.segovia.com, you can find links to my uh, real estate resources through there as well in case you forget. Like, what's the website for the uh, real estate stuff? Yeah, so the blog section is where I'm going to be posting more news articles um, and uh, and seminars and question and answers with attorneys that uh, uh, some of them I intend to have in my program. I haven't been able to make it work out, so I'm glad that uh, some other ones that I res- uh, members of my profession um, that I respect have been able to have uh, uh, those things work out for them to make time and sit down and present these to to the masses. So um, I recommend you check out those posts because the most recent one that I put put up there for those of us that are in LA County, there's how to use the LA County's rent registry. What does that mean? If you're a property owner in LA County. You have to register your property because the rent controlled or rent civilization ordinance uh, uh, zone. And it sucks, but um, that's what happens. That's what people think. Oh, rent control is just a rent cap. It's not a rent cap. It's a lot more than that. And it's quite literally you yielding your property rights to the government. Uh, how socialist is that? It doesn't get... It can get more socialist than that. And you'll find out with what California's intending to do. Not on this episode, uh, but uh, in coming episodes when I come back from hiatus. So that's the thing. That I'm technically, I'm, I'm in hiatus. So I, I wasn't in 
planning on doing an episode right now. But this is so important that I had to kind of break the hiatus, show up and address these things, which is why I'm not in the most uh, um, environmentally sound um, place to do my recording session, but I'm doing it anyway because this is information that uh, folks you need to be aware of. And this is podcast centric, so it's going to be a a lot more easy to publish this and get out the door versus like a, a more video centric episode. Okay. And if you follow me on Instagram, great. If you don't, it's at DeAndre Segovia. A lot of the back behind the scenes stuff, a lot of news and coverage I do there. If you follow me on the other um, on the other platforms such as a uh, Parlor Gap, uh, then you'll find that I don't cover all that much over there. Uh, and that has more to do with the fact that the audience that I'm that I'm trying to reach out to there are not going to be aware of things that are going on. For example, the Truckers for Freedom um, would be on Instagram because uh, the big tech oligarchies are always making sure that they're silencing those voices from or like shadow banning or throttling any information getting out there. And just like Twitter been banning um, truckers for convoy or the truckers for freedom convoy uh, updates, and even Telegram's been um, been hijacked in, in a lot of respects. It's it's becoming a lot more difficult to get some information out there, which is why um, I'm across multiple different platforms: Parler, Gap, Getter, uh, and I try to go straight to the source to get a lot of this news from the ground, uh, including Rebel News, which is one of the the news outlets in Canada for what's actually going on in Canada. Now, the reason I bring that up is because that's my pitch to you to follow me on Instagram while I'm still there. But make sure if you're not on the other platforms to follow me there as well. Because some of that stuff will eventually uh, trickle over and, and and affect us here. Some of the stuff actually has happened here um, where people have been debanked. Uh, companies have been debanked for either holding a, a different political opinion or because there's political opposition that doesn't like them. And uh, they basically flex their connections and networks to force people out or put them on a blacklist so they're not able to... Um, do either commerce or be able to use certain uh, um, services. It's almost something like a social credit system because technically it is. Uh, so there's a lot of that going in. So how do you apply it to the masses? Well, uh, some people, especially in the Christian community, have been concerned about the current jab being uh, the mark of the beast. I strongly disagree with that. It's the implementation of of what the government is doing that makes it a lot harder to make that argument. But uh, stay tuned for an episode on locals where I actually get into this um, with Travis. It was actually between um, a couple of recording sessions. You know who Travis is. Travis is my co-host on the Critic Corner. Uh, so you're not familiar with that. Go to locals.com, find my, my community or follow the links from my website and you'll be able to find it there. So there's an episode related to that. So I don't want to delve right into that. But it's stuff like this, unfortunately, that I'm going to read to you that that makes it that much harder to make my case. And that is with respects to um, a couple of Senate bills that are being proposed in California and then one assembly bill that's more recent. Uh, One of the two Senate bills, Senate bill number 871, um, this one is about public health immunizations. Uh, existing laws prohibits the governing authority of a school or institutions from un- unconditionally admitting any person as a pupil or public or private elementary or secondary school, etc., 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 to the institution that may have been fully immunized against various diseases, including measles, blah, blah, blah. Existing law authorizes an exemption from those provisions uh, for medical reasons. For purposes of additional immunization deemed appropriate by the department that would be mandated before a pupil's first admission to the institution, existing law requires that exemptions be allowed for both medical reasons. So what the people of the state of California do and act as follows, what they want to make, but this is like ever-changing, um, they want to make the immunizations that are required to include the COVID-19 jab. 
and that is not immunization. We know it's not immunization, but they're trying to make it immunization because when you list out the other things that they're saying that uh, immunization is required, like to go to school or certain businesses, that would include um, uh, hepatitis B, um, homeophilus influenza uh, type B, measles, uh, mumps, um, polio, rubella, tetanus. Um, you can immunize it against that. Those are... Um, uh, Right. Uh, those are diseases. When you have a virus, a virus, there is no cure. There's no cure for the flu. There's no cure for the common cold. And COVID-19 is a strain of that coronavirus family. So there is no cure for COVID-19. But people are are behaving like there is. So the mere fact that they want to make that a part of the immunization is to basically force everyone from minors to uh, to seniors to be forced to get that for immunization sake. You don't get immunized. I haven't had, I haven't needed a hepatitis B shot for ages because I'm immunized against it. Tetanus is like every 10 years or so. Uh, but still, I think that's like uh, the, uh, polio. I took it once and that's it. But that's, that's ridiculous. This is um, Senate bill number 871. And then the next bill over is uh, actually previous. Um, Senate bill 866. Uh, this is with respects to minors vaccine consent. And I believe uh, this is what they're, they're expecting to a minor uh, 12 ages, uh, 12 years of age or older may consent to the jab that is approved in the United States. No, no. Until uh, they're 18. These are my kids, not the government's kids. So I'm strongly against this. This session does not authorize a vaccine provider to provide any services that is otherwise outside the vaccine provider's scope of practice. It's just utterly ridiculous that they're trying to find ways to circumvent the family code relating to minors uh, to make this a thing. And just like California has uh, circumvented when it comes to, what is it, um, even even a, um, like a consent to abortion, to hide it from the parents and things like that. It's, it's ridiculous what you do here. But then they tell us that up to, uh, you, you can keep your kids in your insurance up to like age 26 because they're still kids. Like, what? They, they can make adult choices when they're 12, uh, but, they, but they can't make adult choices when they're adults. Like, none of this makes sense. So the, the bigger concern one uh, that we have here is the Assembly Bill 1993. Um, this is the latest one that has been introduced. It's with respects to employment, COVID-19 vaccination requirements. The law would mean um, that proof is required, meaning valid documentation of a person's COVID-19 vaccination record, which may be their vaccine card or a copy of a digital version thereof, as provided to their healthcare provider um, or as provided by their healthcare provider, the State Department of Public Health, or another state or federal agency, and this is with respects to um, what is it? The bill will require an employer to require each person who is an employee or independent contractor and who is eligible to receive the the COVID nineteen vaccine to show proof to the employer or the authorized agent thereof that the person has been vaccinated against COVID nineteen. This bill would establish an exemption from this. They're really not saying you can have an exemption, um, but they're trying to write some kind of exemption in the text. If like, it's a very deeply religious belief, um, no, I doubt that that's going to be it. And there's a lot more to this text that I'm not going to I'm not going to read entirely here. But uh, that's some of the stuff that that's uh, of concern, um, especially since uh, a lot of this stuff is happening at schools. So um, there is one more thing I'm going to read. Um, I, 
and before I, I read it, I just want to make sure uh, for anybody watching or listening to make sure you go to www.ninjagova.com, find the show notes accompany this episode, and you'll find links to all these build texts that I'm reading, and, and I'll be linking to my uh, Sokovia RES blog as well, so you can get quickly to the news over there. So I'm running up on time because I got I to gotta take care of something. But uh, before I let you go, the last thing I'm going to read is regarding this petition that I suggest that you read and sign. It, it's a petition about school, uh, school choice initiative for California. Um, the, for this to be brought up to the voters, it would be requiring state funding of religious and other private school education uh, initiative constitutional amendment and, and statute. So like that already in its face and people would be like, wait, wait, wait. Why would uh, for school choice we would allow the um the state to pay for uh private schools and religious schools isn't that quite frankly the an endorsement of religion uh not necessarily uh, especially since you have a lot of these schools actually having satanic um uh satanic uh, uh groups uh, like a uh, school like groups that are meant uh, allowed to to meet at school and they're allowed but you can't have a christian one you can have a satanic one you could even have an islamic one but you can't have a christian one so if that's allowed in public school and some of these are funding like things that even blm then by all means you can fund school choice for private schools and religious and who says religious is just uh christianity it's not it's a, there's a lot of other religions under that umbrella. So I suggest you read it. All these notes will be available on the show notes of this episode at www.dressigova.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, latest episode of The Andres Segovia Show. The show returns at the end of March. Stay tuned for that. So this was a new episode that uh, came out uh, during an irregular schedule, but I thank you for tuning in. And remember, RangerCandyCoffeeCompany.com, promo code Andres Segovia, get free shipping. Once again, thank you so much for listening or watching wherever you are, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you.